Naptown, the city that always sleeps. Most people think that nothing happens in this town that is halfway between nothing and nowhere, but they would be wrong. There is plenty that goes on in this town for those willing to look. Having a new case, the crew is mostly back together with an additional member in tow. Another rift of the order, Gideon, has been assigned to help the crew find out why everyone has been behaving strangely. But he seems to have a past with Darling, and the crew must decide whether or not to trust him. But trust is not easy to come by in the city that always sleeps. Last time on Naptown Chronicles, we had the crew getting a new case, where crime has been increasing, but it seems a little weird that no rift has shown up while carving out this new turf. Darling had prior arrangements and had to leave in a hurry to get to work, leaving her ex-lover Gideon to tag along with the rest of the crew as they interrogated Leland McGuire, maybe implying that they were part of the mob to get him to talk as he told them about how he did not remember committing a crime that he was charged with. I did not mention this in the last episode, but I should mention that like he seemed earnest and was telling you the truth. It wasn't like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. It was, he had no recollection of what he was charged with, you know. So, take that information as what you will. Um, so, it is evening. Darling, you are backstage with a couple of your backup singers, musicians, as you guys are milling about getting ready. And there's multiple people. You're not the only singer there. Um, and your boss walks up to everyone. Uh, everyone, everyone, uh, your attention, please. Uh, as you know, we have been more and more popular thanks to the wonderful work of all you guys. And there's the obligatory everyone's like clapping like, yeah, you know, at staff meetings where like the boss says something and everyone has to clap to make him feel good. Well, uh, we... With the high demand of our singers, we have hired a new up-and-coming singer who has been doing very well. Uh, she has been making tours of lesser-known speakeasies and has recently caught our attention. So I'd like you all to give a warm chatterbox welcome to our newest singer, Lillian Pascal. <laughs> uh, Lillian is a... She looks to be in her mid-30s. She, Darling knows her, like you guys have been traveling in similar circuits for a while. Once you got your powers, you seem to skyrocket in popularity. Whether that was from your hard work or from your powers, who knows? But Lillian did not. Uh, roll me uh, just a straight roll. 11. In your opinion, and for, she seemed to want to be like... She seemed like a typical person that would run an MLM. Like she wanted to be popular, but she wanted to put in zero amount of work. It's like, oh, this is a great way to make money. Um, So she's like that kind of like laziness. So like her not skyrocketing is not uh, like it wasn't surprising to you. Like her touring the lower circuits seemed normal. Um, She is pretty in a very like expected way. It's like, oh, of course, someone that's a jazz singer would look pretty, but she's nothing more than that. She has short, blonde, wavy hair in the 20s style where it's like close to the head. And yeah. So it's weird that she's here now. Or I would think it's weird. Yes. And it's been like two months ago she was working at the Red Phoenix, as far as you know. Yes, because that's when we had our interaction. Yeah. Okay. Like, so it's weird that she like the Red Phoenix wasn't a bad place, but it also was 
isn't necessarily considered a stepping stone to here. Yeah. You know, th- this was not your first place you left, like got to after you left other places. Mm-hmm. This is a pretty fancy establishment. So it's a little weird that she's here now. Yes. Especially so fast. It's not unusual for people to be brought up from different speakeasies for people to trade around. It's weird that she moved up as quickly as she did. Mm-hmm. So she like steps up. I, I'm super excited to be here and can't wait to get to know all of you. And I'm sure we'll all do really well together. And there's like more clapping and it's just that like annoying corporate attitude that is there. And then everyone likes to goes back to like getting ready for rehearsal. And then uh, your boss walks up to you with Lillian. Uh, Darling, uh, you are our headliner this week. So I know you're very busy with things. But, you know, if you could try to show uh, Lillian here the ropes, you know, you're one of our better singers. So. Show her where to be for calls and all of that. You know, we would really appreciate that. You know, you are an asset to this jazz hall. And then he like, before you even agree, he just like turns and walks away. Oh, hi, Darlene. How are you? Does she have a stage name or does, is she just Lillian? Um, I think she made the choice to like go by her name. Okay. Like she goes by Lillian Pascal that like headlining. She wanted as much fame as she could get off of it. Yeah. No, that's fine. Well, it's quite a surprise to see you here, Lillian. What'd you have to do to get in here? And uh, Darling turns back to the mirror and like keeps getting ready. I mean, it was only a matter of time before someone saw the sheer talent I have at singing. Right. So you came here directly from the Red Phoenix? Oh, I, you know, I stopped a few places here and there, you know. No one gets straight to the Red straight to the chatterbox from the red phoenix but you know that's quite a fast track isn't it i mean was it any faster than what you did i don't know was it (laughs) um i think you did not have as fast of a track but it was not your rise was a little it was still atypical yeah it was atypical but not in a weird way it was think of like jennifer lawrence where like she did stuff before but then like all of a sudden she became a household name Mm -hmm. where this is just like overnight all of a sudden there's like one person like she was nobody and now she's somebody yeah i guess maybe chris pratt would be a better example for you (laughs) i get get it like chris pratt like built over time and then was a big deal but it was still rather quickly yeah so how long have you been here darling darling sorry darlene Oh, dear. You can absolutely call me darling. I don't know. How long have I been? You're asking me all the questions I should know, but... <laughs> you can correct me if you're if I'm wrong, So, because this is your character. Like, I'm thinking you've been here probably a good amount of years, probably like three to five-ish years. Okay, that's what I was thinking, too. Your rise up was rather quick, but you'd spend like a year at a place and move up quickly, mm-hmm. you know? And like, you got your powers a little bit later, so like, you moved up quick, you know, like you'd spend a year somewhere, move up, spend a year somewhere, and then you've been here for the last while. Gotcha, okay. In a lot of ways you've topped out with where you're at. Like you haven't moved in a long time and this is is weird for you in a lot of ways. Got it. The only place you spent more time at was like your original like area, you know, at the no name place. Yeah. Oh, let's see. I I think I'm coming up on about four years now. Oh, well, I mean, I, I hope I don't grow old here like you are. You know, I'm still hoping to go higher. You know, this isn't the top of the places, but, you know, I guess... For someone of your caliber, it must seem real nice. Well, keep dreaming, honey. That's how you get anywhere in life, isn't it? 
All right, so you guys continue preparing for the night. She is a backup singer. Um, roll me, roll me a check for how well you perform tonight, um, and you can add whatever power tags you think you use on a normal night. Or if you think you're doing a little bit extra tonight because, you know, you're a little miffed at someone, that's cool, too. I mean, I think that Darling would put everything into her performances anyway because it is, like, this is her thing. No, that's cool. So I think what I want to use... Well, okay. So definitely Jazz Hall Singer. What? No. Right. Um, I think I'm the center of attention. I would agree. Charmer? Okay. And I, I realize this is a lot of tags, but I actually think now that I'm looking at it, I think I want to get to the top is now in play because Lillian is here. I am cool with all of those. So roll that up just to see how well you perform tonight. 12. So it is, by all accounts, a really good night for you. Usually you sing well, but not this well. And it's one of those things where like, oh, you know you're doing well. It's kind of like in those sports games sometimes where it's like, oh, you come away and you know you're hitting every three-point shot and you're like, I am on fire and you realize it. Mm -hmm. So you have a really good night. You go through your set. Is it called a set for singers as well? That would still work, yeah. Okay. You go through your set and then, you know, you do the normal stuff and then you're back on waitress duty. What you doing? You said you wanted to do some stuff while being a waitress tonight. I think I'm going to argue that with being the headliner tonight, like... You're not intended to waitress waitress. You're meant to be a waitress still. Like you still do get some drinks, but more of the idea with this speakeasy is that they have you walk around and mingle. Yes. It's a little bit more of their gimmick because they're having you do like a lot of other speakeasies. I'm going to say like if you're headlining, you don't have the waitress and they're like, oh, what if we have like the headliner go out and meet with people afterwards? Mm -hmm. And that's where you have a little bit more of the draw of like wealthy people. They're like, well, I can touch someone famous. Yes, I would agree with that. <laughs> and by touch, I mean, you know, like be near. Yeah, no, I, I got I got what you meant. So I'm guessing you're going to throw in my weakness of memorable face here. Yes. Yeah, that's that okay. seems fair. Like anything you're trying to do, you're going to have like you're going to have trouble being discreet in any way. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what you do, depending on how you do it. Like if you're playing up that you are who you are. But if you're trying to we'll see what I would like darling to do. Uh, oh, OK. Actually, let me ask this question first. What are like the general groups of people that are here tonight? Are there like politicians mob people like who who is here because i think i think after doing this for a while she can probably kind of pinpoint like rough social groups so, so since you're a headliner you have been doing this for a while you're kind of known you don't draw out the high high people like there's no mayor here there's no police like complete head of police for the city um you have some like higher ranked officers mm -hmm. you have some new elites uh, there's a couple of like old elites that come that really like hearing you sing. You've probably met them a couple times. Mm -hmm. They're nice to you in the like kind of like you're an exotic pet kind of way. Mm -hmm. You know, like they're not mean, but they're always mildly der derogatory towards you. But like, yeah, you know, and it's not this is the business I chose. I'm aware right? it's and it's not it's not in that like mean way. Like they're not trying to be mean. They're just stupid. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, and that's what you see. Um, you never, I'm going to say for this speakeasy, you never see the mob here. No, and that's totally fine. I, I just wanted to kind of get an idea of who, what the social groups were here. What 
I would like to do is anytime there are drinks headed over towards the officers, she's going to snag those and make her way over there. And my intention is I want to see if I can overhear them talking about anything that's been happening. Cool. Are you trying to chat them up or are you trying to just overhear? I just want to overhear right now. I feel like chatting them up would be a little like because of, you know, being up there. It's probably (laughs) might be too ostentatious to. Okay. So what would you like to use? Okay. I want to use can find the leak weak link rumors access to most people. I'm okay if that's not one. I don't think so for this situation. Okay, no, that's fine. I think access to most people would mean you would be able to, like, schmooze up to them. Like, you could use it if you were talking no, to that's, them. No, that's fine. Uh, that one, I kind of figured that one was a stretch. And yeah, yes, I am going to invoke your memorable face weakness. Yeah, so I have a plus one right now. You can mark an attention on that theme. Uh, that was an 11. All right, so you... You are able to be discreet in finding information. So what questions do you want to ask me? Because, Like, what questions are you trying to find out? And if you have just something generic you want to find out first and then have a question after afterwards, uh, you have two questions to ask is technically how this works. So Okay. So I think, like, the first kind of general thing is that I don't want to keep listening for Leland McGuire Because I'm guessing, like, I kind of get that a little bit. um, So we don't have, like, double clues or have overlap on him. Um, I am listening for them talking about any, as you put, middle class crimes. Okay. So I'm going to take both of your clues, but I'm going to give you two answers to it, okay? If that seems fair. Sure. No, that's totally fine. I'm not going to role play with myself for 10 minutes to see you hear this. You're fine. Over the course of this evening, you are able to gather whispers and rumors from them, just bringing it back and forth. You know, you just keep bringing tray after tray of drinks around them. You are able to hear of two people like you, you hear two names. You hear about a lot of like just like spike in crime, a lot of weird stuff. You hear a lot about like people not remembering crimes that they have been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the name of a Tommy Reynolds who was caught bootlegging and is still in custody from what you can tell. Okay. And you hear of a um, Jacqueline Cox who seemed to be a very weird case for them. Um, she like the police were called out and like for her harassing someone. And then by the time they got there, like everything was resolved. The person being harassed, like wasn't pressing charges. So they like couldn't really do anything. But those two are the ones that they mentioned by name over the course of this evening. Okay. So around the third or fourth time you bring like trays to the officers and you've like basically just been like making your rounds over there and going nowhere else. You see the bar, the bartender uh, who you don't recognize, look up at you and say, it seems like you, uh, aren't doing your rounds very well. You're only going to one side of the restaurant or speakeasy, whatever I call this place. Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know if you know this, but sometimes when the officers come in, they have some really interesting stuff that they're talking about. So I just got caught up in the stories they were telling and kind of lost track of time. So I'm sorry. I I will head on over to whoever you need to send me to next. She sends you to a different area, probably to like the elites that want to talk to you. Like they want to talk to you every time and you've been kind of ignoring them. They're not upset, but they're like, well, we're paying to be here. 
And as you leave, you hear a mutter under a breath like, yeah, Lillian was right about that one. This is a new bartender? It is. Okay. Would she have introduced herself at some point? I don't think she would have. Okay. Is it normal for us to have different bartenders? There is some... Give me a roll. I want to see how observant you are. Do I get to add anything to it? Uh, No, I'll just take a straight roll. Oh, that's a six. People come and go. You've been here for five years or four years-ish, you know? You've seen people come, you've seen people go, so it's it's not weird. It might be a little weird that, like, someone's there the same, like, you've met two new people in one night, but... Then I'm going to say that I probably am paying a little bit special attention to her now because she said something about me. Okay, so the rest of your evening and night passes pretty easily. Nothing super crazy happens. So at the end of the night, people are wrapping up. Your boss, you know, your boss comes up. Oh, well, uh, thanks for uh, another amazing performance, darling. Uh, you are great. He gives you like that shoulder punch. <laughs> what's his, oh, what's no, his name? he's one of those. Uh, his name's Malcolm. Well, you are very welcome, Malcolm. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for another great performance from you tomorrow night. Oh, well, I'll be there. Are you going to try to get a replacement or no? You mentioned you might want to do that. Uh, yes, I am. Okay. Or you can describe what you're doing, like what you're trying. Uh, I think that she, I think a couple of us kind of take our time to leave, like just normally, because it's like friendly work acquaintances, right? Like none of us go out outside of work, but we are, we, we are around each other a lot. So I think, I, I don't need to role play these, uh, but she kind of like hits up each of them as we're all packing up and getting get heading out the door and does like a you know listen I'm is there any possibility that you could take over the headliner this weekend I had a family emergency come up and I have not had time to talk to Malcolm about it I would be forever in your debt I just this is so important to me I absolutely need to take this weekend So yeah, that's the plan. So you go around and they reluctantly agree and you get the short end of the stick a little bit. Like basically they're doing a two for one. Like you owe them two days for them taking your one because you're asking for like the whole week, you know, and like, Mm -hmm. so like you're going to have to be headlining more, which while kind of a good thing is also like way more taxing. Yeah. I do want you to mark because because you are actively acting against your seductress logos. Please mark a crack on that. Because you're, the whole point of that is you get what you want, which is partially being the headliner is what you usually want. So. Oh, and I would say especially right now, now that Miss Lillian is here, any time I can be the headliner is better. But that also kind of I, I would I would say it also gets me out of uh, dealing with having to train her. <laughs> so that's always a good thing. That it does. What are you guys' plans for tomorrow? Uh, should we jump back into our group in character? If you guys want to speak about this in character, about when you're meeting up, but okay. whatever you decide, you guys inform Darling about it. I think what happens is that when Darling is done, she goes by Tanner's office to find out what's happening. So she does figure it out eventually, but I'll let you guys figure out what we're doing and we'll go from there. Would it have been late enough that we couldn't go back and like catch the end of Mandy's shift or a darling shift? Mm, I think we could have. 
I think you could have caught the end of Darling Shift if you wanted, but the headlining would be done. Uh, okay, then I, I don't think we would do that. Since she was the headliner, she was like earlier in the night. Like she wasn't just the background music. Gotcha. Um, do we just want to say we go back to the Mystic Grove then and chat for a minute? Sure. What, would Darling meet us there? or I don't get off until like one o'clock in the morning. No, I think so. this is just the place where we have a conversation. Okay, yeah. No. So if we've got a couple leads, I was thinking maybe we could go to the gun store that Leland was seen at tomorrow sometime when Darling could meet us, maybe in the afternoon, and then go to the Red Phoenix that evening when it's there's likely to be people around. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the only other thing that I could think of is, like, if we find out a lot of gun stores are being hit, then... Maybe we could lean on the police and see if they could tell us something more, but we'll see. I can always ask Art if he's had more clients call about sort of odd cases. I haven't seen anything come across my desk, but that's not see saying. See if more people are being asked to be public defenders pro bono all of a sudden. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> that's... Not most of what Art does, but I could certainly ask. Doesn't all he do just, like, sit at a desk and rake in money? I thought that was, like, 99.999% of his job. Well, sort of. That's what I mean. He's not really the public defender type. (laughs) (laughs) You like Art, though, Caitlin, don't you? Yeah, I think so. I I think she's aware of who he is as a person, though. What do you mean? he was a nice guy, okay. Yeah, he's, but he's, he's, he's a business person. So you guys head your own ways. So, uh, Tanner, on your way out, uh, can I have a word? Is this Gideon? Yes. You most certainly may. Are you wanting to ask about my car? Because, look, we can take a tour if you want. I, I mean, I'd love to ask, talk about your car. So you guys head out, and basically how I'm going to do this, or I just wanted to have you guys talk a little bit. So you guys spend time talking about his car. Um, unless you're opposed to it, I think he, like follows you back to your office so you guys can keep talking about like you know like you guys just keep talking about things yeah that's fine it can be like on the guise of i have to keep working like yeah i have to do a job but we can keep chatting right and it's like you guys are hitting it off well enough that you're like well i gotta keep working he's like well well, well, i can help you you know like yeah right like flick through these files whatever we're sitting at my desk yeah two o'clock rolls around as darling stops by tanners what happens is darling like does that little like knock knock on the door and just opens it without asking and when she sees the two of you she just like freezes in the door frame (laughs) darling it is great to see you Gideon here was just helping me I don't know Frankly, it's disturbing. We should we should hide the pictures is what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel I feel like I need a shower now after looking at this, you know. I generally pour whiskey on my eyes and that about does the trick. That uh, that that seems quite painful, but you know, want to pass me the whiskey? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't really want to I don't need to see what you're working on tonight, Tanner. Um did we have a plan for tomorrow? I guess yeah. today? Well, yeah, so uh, a couple things. The biggest thing is, I, well, I guess two big things, right? We got to go to a gun store that would supposedly Leland robbed, although the police couldn't hold him because there wasn't enough evidence. And then we need to go to the Red Phoenix because either that guy Leland was getting doctor drinks or he was getting hypnotized by Lillian Piskel. 
a jazz wait, singer. Wait a minute. Have you minute. heard of Lillian Pascal? I absolutely have. Oh. What? Can you introduce us? Apparently she's maybe a hypnotist. I guess that would explain. That's very strange. Um, yeah, uh, Lillian and I... We've run in the same circuits for a while, and, um... Do you work together now? Yeah, I thought you, uh... Actually, yes. She's moved up? I thought she was, uh, working the lower ranks, like the Red Phoenix. Well, she was, like, two months ago. Um, and this is the first time Darling actually, like, moves out of the doorframe and into the office. So wait, Lillian Pascal is not at the Red Phoenix anymore. Not anymore, no. She was about two months ago when I ran into her, but she's um, she's at the Silver Chatterbox as of tonight. So I guess we don't need to go to the Red Phoenix then, unless the, well, maybe we still do need to check out the Red Phoenix. I mean, I think it might be not be a bad idea to check the Red Phoenix, because if it isn't Lillian Pascal, we're kind of putting all of our eggs in one basket. Yeah, I guess that is true. Maybe there is something about specifically walking in that bar, but yeah, because it could be the drinks too, right? Right. I also have uh, two more names uh, we can add to the list. People that committed crimes? People that committed crimes. Uh, We have Tommy Reynolds. He was uh, caught bootlegging and is in custody. Also does not remember doing that. And a Jacqueline Cox. Uh, I guess she was bothering someone, but by the time the police came, all was forgiven. That one I'm a little more vague on, but uh, she's not in custody. This might be worth running by the whole group, but maybe maybe you should go apply for a job at the the Red Phoenix. You know? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> maybe I'll apply then, all right? <laughs> No, no, I'm not moving backwards. That's that's not happening, Tanner. Well, if they need, anyways, I don't think I don't think they would hire. Maybe as muscle, Seamus, me, maybe Gideon too. That's not a bad idea. But anyways, so yeah, tomorrow is chasing down the the gun shop, and then I guess figuring out what's up with your coworker because I think she's hypnotizing people. At least that's what I think right now. Yeah, um, and now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I shouldn't have requested the rest of the weekend off if we're going to be having to keep an eye on her. Yeah, can you undo that? Because, geez. I don't know. Let me... (laughs) Well, conversation for later, I guess. Well, let me think it over tonight, and I'll get back to you on that one. Well, um, I'm gonna go home. Uh, I will see you to... Tomorrow. I mean, uh, are we done here, Tanner? I can I can give you a ride, you know. I, I don't mind. I know where you live. I mean, am I done? No, I work at night. But, you know, if you want someone, if, if you know, you don't have to stay here all night. It's fine. The, you still want to spar tomorrow morning? Yeah, I think that's today at this point. But yes, <laughs> really anytime you want to spar, I want to spar. Do you accept Gideon's offer, darling? I think she does. So they head out leaving Tanner to look at more mind-melting pornography. (laughs) Or affairs, rather. That's about the same thing at this point. (laughs) I mean, I think Tanner also spends, like, a significant portion of the night, like, on fire escapes taking pictures, you know? Do you ever sleep? Tanner, no. (laughs) Like, not really. (laughs) So you make your way out, and you get in the car. He holds the door for you. You guys start driving to your place. It's not a long drive. So, uh, how was your evening? 
it was fine, but we don't really have to do this. I mean, I, I mean, if you don't want to make any pretense, you know, but, you know, I don't like, you know, we don't need to just hook up. You know, we can be a couple again. Gideon, I don't want to have this conversation again. This doesn't work. We've done this before. Yeah, but now I'm on leave. I'm not scheduled to leave anytime soon. And It's not about you leaving. It's about everything else. I mean, that's what you said last time. It was because I wouldn't stay when I was called off for duty because I yeah, didn't care enough about you. So I figured I'd take some leave and spend some time here. Okay, maybe that's what I said last time, but every time it hasn't just been about you leaving. It goes great for a little bit, and then we just explode, and I can't deal with that kind of volatility anymore. I mean, I think you're handling it pretty well. Look at the crew that you run with. They convinced a poor iron worker that you were they were the mob. I mean, I wouldn't really call that an explosion, you know? That feels more just... I don't know, run of the mill that the, I don't want to I don't want to have arguments with you anymore, Gideon. I'm I mean, li- listen to us right now. I'm done with this. So this argument continues going on. You guys keep arguing back and forth and you both get more heated. I think both like it hits that point, though, like where you guys get like n- there is no like forcing into an apartment like you just open the apartment and leave the door open and he follows you in you know like yeah you, like you let him in you're not kicking him out and like at a certain point you guys like your mythos is start to pull you guys together again like like you're yelling long enough that like i feel like there's a faint aura like a faint pink aura around you and a faint red aura around him from you just like not using your powers, but like channeling your mythos more and more as you continually fight and yell at each other. I think it's also like the the heightening of the argument means that like our emotions are getting like worse and worse until we're just in bed together again. Yeah, like you guys like start yelling like one minute you're yelling the next minute you're just sleeping with each other. Yeah. And you guys eventually calm down, fall asleep after all that. And the next morning rises. Now the real question is, does he make his date with Tanner? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he does. He definitely does. I think f- by the time Darling wakes up, he is gone. I think he like leaves like some buttered toast for you. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great cook. I think it's that like he want like he's trying, but he also is like terrible at it and isn't really trying. It's like he made himself breakfast and you see like like pans that he used to make an omelet. And then there's two pieces of buttered toast where it's like, oh, I guess I should like relationship people leave breakfast for each other. (laughs) He definitely like made and left way too many dirty dishes. Yes. So that's what Darling wakes up to is someone who isn't really some toast and dirty dishes. (laughs) Yep. Some toast and dirty dishes. And it's not good toast. Like it was very half hearted. Yeah. One piece is really burnt and the other piece is still bread. She takes a bite and then throws it away. Um, let's flash over to someone else. Faye, you said you wanted to talk, call art this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Faye has a normal morning and I think she goes into the office to try to catch up on a little work in the morning that she didn't get to do yesterday. Um, But she also calls Art at home um, to ask him if there are any other case, if there are any new cases that she hasn't heard about. I'm assuming this calls around like 9 a.m., you know, not ridiculously early. Uh, uh, Hello? Uh, Hey, it's your sis. Uh, Oh, hey, Faye. How are you you doing today? um, Just 
trying to get a little ahead on things. I heard a rumor, though, that... I think you heard the correct rumor. The law firm did secure tickets to the Kenley Manor Ball. Uh, all right. You see, you seem confused. This is like the biggest ball of the social event of the year, you know, right, Faye? Yes, it's mother's favorite, blah, blah, blah. I, I mean, it's kind of a big deal, I mean, to be invited, you know, especially the law firm and not just, you know, mother. Oh, all right. Lucky you, I guess. Well, I was going to see if uh, you wanted the tickets this year. I, n- not particularly. Is it, is there a reason you thought I might I mean, want there, to? When, when have I ever done anything? I mean, I'm just doing something to be nice to you. This is purely for you. Like, there, I don't have any agendas with this. I just wanted to take care of my sis. She's, you've been working real hard, and I want to take care of you. And there'll be lots of rich boys there. Uh, what? <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I suppose I could take a night off. That's, I probably need it. Uh, when is it? There, there is one slight little catch I should mention. What is it, Art? Uh, mother says you have to take a boy, uh, uh someone that she found. <sighs> Who is it? I don't know his name. I didn't ask because I feel like this is kind of one of those we- band-aid situations where... What? It'll be easier to swallow if you know little about him. Oh, I'm dreading it already. When is it? Um, It is in about a week's time. It's like a week from Friday or a week from yesterday. Okay. I guess I'll put it on my calendar. Tell mother I'll be there. <laughs> um, Caitlin, I want you to mark one attention to art. Okay. Um, But I also want you to make take one crack on whispers in your ear. Okay. It'll become apparent later. Okay. Well, now that I've got my weekend plans settled, I heard a rumor about an uptick in crime lately, like theft. I didn't know if you'd heard anything about that, if we'd had any odd client I'm, calls. I mean, you're the researcher out of us, but... <laughs> huh. And you just like dead. There's like nothing. And he's like, <laughs> waits. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, well, I haven't really... Uh, heard anything weird i mean there's been a few odds and ends here you know evangelina sperta or spatira who got a couple of charges against her oh. but you know that's not atypical she's you know a little bit of a party girl you know all right anything any things that seem too weird for the firm to take on any anything you turn down i mean i feel like the too weird for the firm to take on you know they don't really have enough money to bring it to the firm so you know that's not that's really fair. a huge issue with us any clients any of our usual clients with sort of odd cases so you go back and forth like trying to be like vague and suss out stuff and what you gather is like there have been more crimes that like are in the court like you figure out from him there are more crimes in the courts oh but not that the our firm has taken right on. Okay. so like you like you don't get any more specific information about stuff okay but you go back and forth where he's like, yeah. like, and like you start talking, he like starts complaining about like how it's like harder to get court dates right now. And it's just like yeah. inconvenient. Yeah. And like, he can't always get the times that are like good for the firm or like, you know, like, yeah. And he's like, well, you know, I do my best arguing right before lunch, but like <laughs> now all those slots are filled. So like now I have to do after lunch and you know, like that I can't like that I'm nervous and can't eat a good lunch, you know, because like mm-hmm. we're going to have to argue and like, it's well-meaning, but like entitled. Yeah. Okay. And I think him being your brother at a certain point, like you do feel for him because you like, 
you do want him to do well and he's not like just being a brat about it. He's just like talking. Yeah, it's just normal work. Yeah, he's talking Talk, casually yeah. with his sister, you know, who he likes to share his life with. Yeah. Event, you know, after like five, ten minutes of this, you know, he's called away. Does he have a kid? He has a kid, right? I think so, yeah. He's like called away to like go, like, you know, his wife starts calling him, like needing some help with something, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll I'll let you go, Art. I'll see you later and I'll tell you how next week goes, I guess. Sounds good. And he, you guys hang up. Seamus, how's your morning going? I was going to say, Seamus is also here. Uh, <laughs> Seamus turns around in the chair. I've been expecting you, Faye. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably wondering why I called you out here. I think uh, I was wondering at the um, the night before when they kind of all met up in the bar, Seamus would have asked Tanner if if he was if he was going to air quotes be hired for this mission. <laughs> so I think that's I think that's how Seamus typically gets away from work during during these things is that. He gets air quotes hired by Tanner for a job that no one, that no one at the firm really even knows what happens. Oh yeah, then yes, <clears throat> yeah. That we we we'd established that before that like basically whenever whenever Tanner calls for a someone from my firm like my company, they always send me because they know it's something like weird and no one else wants to do it. Yeah, yeah. Seamus knows he doesn't have to worry about work anymore for the foreseeable future. Um, he just. He get, he gets up, has some breakfast, does a little like does a little like training, uh, uh, in a weight room that I'm inventing for. I'm sure, um, and and eventually, uh, did we agree to meet at the Mystical Grove or did we establish what, what we're doing? I'm assuming you have a meeting. Okay, place. yeah, he just kind of kind of takes it easy in the morning to just biding his time until until he needs to go to where they're meeting up. Hey, <laughs> can I can I have a self centered moment? Yeah. Zach? Yes. Okay. Um, can we have like just the end of me sparring with Gideon? Yes. Roll me some dice. Just roll me straight dice. Okay. I'm not trying to see if I beat him. I want to talk to him real quick. Okay. So you guys are go you guys have been sparring for probably the better part of an hour now. Yeah. Tanner is very beat up and thrilled about it. In general, he kind of like took you apart in a lot of ways. Like That would make sense. I, like I said, I kind of have that Rocky Balboa style of fighting. I get punched. Yeah. Did he did he get pissed off enough to have to grow his bone ass? No, like I think this was all for him very much in good fun. Like Yeah, I think it was like it was like almost like karate sparring where it's like, you know, like he'd get a good hit on you and like it would be a little bit harder than he meant. But you'd be like, hit me harder next time. Yeah. Yeah. It's he, he's like game for getting beat up. So like I imagine we're both just like sitting on the floor. So you said last night you knew where Darling lived. Oh, uh, yeah. So did did you know her from from, you know, way back? Uh, I mean, we've been dating on again, off again since for the past, you know, decade or so. Okay, great. No, I have to ask you a very important question. Okay. What is her favorite flower? I got her an axe recently and that felt like the wrong move, or at least maybe like an initial endearing move that should be rectified by an appropriate romantic move. So, what is her favorite flower? So he looks at you and he, um, I, I Tanner, I, I don't want to make things awkward between us. I I like you. You're a lot of fun to spar with. You're fun to be around. But I I don't think uh, Darling's really on the market right now. Well, that seems like it's entirely up to Darling. I mean, yes, but I think she chose me the last two nights. Tanner, like, he doesn't exactly look crestfallen. He almost grins a little bit, and then he stares Gideon really deeply in the eyes and says, What's Darling's favorite flower? 
and wants to use hypnotizing eyes and calm authority. Yes! Okay, make a roll. Oh, that's a 10. I love this so much. Mandy, this is a question for you. Do you think Gideon would know your favorite flower? Uh, I don't think he would. Gosh, 10 years though? Yeah. They're, they're not good for each other. I, I know, but still, 10 years. What is your what is your favorite flower, darling? Oh no, if if he's lying, I know. He he's not lying, he's guessing. Sorry, I'm pulling up flowers that are sacred to Aphrodite. The red anemone, that is that's her her favorite. And he has no idea. I'm going to say since you got a 10, he's half right. He says red roses. Well, I guess like understand I am asking this kind of as a test. I'm not just asking this because I, if he doesn't know, I want to know he doesn't know. Does that make sense? Okay. Well, uh, she loves red roses. And you can kind of tell that he do- like he doesn't know. Like, Yeah. Like if he's like, I should be able to tell if he's BSing. That's like the part of the making eye contact thing. Yeah. It, it, he's BSing, but it's also not like trying to lie to you. It's that he just doesn't know. So he's just like, yeah, if I were to buy flowers, I would buy her roses because women have to love roses. <laughs> gotcha. Tanner like stands up and offers him his arm to like pull him up. Uh, so I guess we should uh, start heading off to meet everyone. I guess we should. And that is where we'll end this second episode. Hey Wanderers, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Naptown Chronicles. If you want to hear more content from the Wandering Gamer Network, you can check out the Wandering Gamer Network website. We also post Let's Plays that we do on YouTube under the channel Wandering Gamer Network. On Twitch, we can be found at wandering underscore gamer underscore network, and you can follow us on Twitter at the WGN Podcast. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. The intro and outro music was composed by Caitlin Balgaman, who voices Faye in this podcast. All other music is openly licensed or in the public domain. Now, sleeper, it is time to rest. And remember, it is the gods who envy us. <laughs>